The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is the Sock Machine White Sox wake-up call for Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I'm Josh Nelson. Not going to lie, I was pretty skeptical of the White Sox in the month of June. We talked about on the podcast recapping May that this month could be a slippery slope. After Detroit was a daunting 22-game stretch against winning teams and 13 of those games on the road, where the White Sox were 10-20 and on the road, Heading to the Bronx on Tuesday night, whatever hopes and dreams of a rally in 2023 could be dashed in the next three weeks. But this month is starting out funny, but in a good way for the White Sox. Finally, some good luck. Detroit didn't have Riley Green and Eduardo Rodriguez for the series this past weekend. The New York Yankees didn't have Aaron Judge in the lineup as he's still dealing with a bruised toe. And Nestor Cortez Jr. was officially out for his probable start on Wednesday. The load got easier for the White Sox as Lucas Giolito made the start in hazy weather conditions. Tuesday night, if you use the hockey stars of the game model, would feature Kendall Grayman for pitching through the Yankees' best hitters in the eighth inning. Lucas Giolito would be the second star for going six hitless innings against the Yankees. But the player of the game was Sebi Zavala. Yes, Sebi had a multi-home run game for the White Sox. He drove in all three runs while doing an excellent job of framing pitches in the zone to get close calls for his pitchers. It's a random, outstanding game from Zavala, but hey, these types of performances happen over a 162-game season. Zavala's first home run traveled just 320 feet as it sunk into the first row in right field bleachers at Yankee Stadium. The popular Twitter account, Would It Dawn, had Zavala's home run only being a homer at Yankee Stadium and nowhere else. Take the luck where you could find it. Zavala's second home run was an absolute no-doubter. With an exit velocity of 109.8 miles per hour, it traveled 435 feet. It was a two-run shot, too, thanks to Rummy Gonzalez reaching on a flare single to left field. White Sox had a 3-0 lead at one point. Giolito threw exactly 100 pitches and looked good. Again, with the poor air quality due to the Canadian wildfires, smoke was blowing into New York City, so it was a health factor. Giolito threw 46 fastballs at average 94.2 miles per hour, 
which is a 1.3 mile per hour uptick on a season average. His max fastball velocity was 95.8 miles per hour. So all great signs that Giolito physically was on point despite the weather conditions. Giolito threw 34 sliders and 20 changeups to round out his totals. Out of the 36 swings from the Yankees, Giolito generated 10 whiffs, which equals a 28% whiff rate. But it was his slider that was doing the most damage as Yankees hitters with 7 out of 12 swings against Giolito's slider. There was some weirdness in the 7th inning. With two outs, Joe Kelly walked a batter, and then a line drive was hit between Andrew Benatendi and Luis Robert Jr. in left center field. Somehow, neither caught the liner, so it was the Yankees' first base hit, and Robert stood behind the bounce, which means he could have caught the ball, but he held up due to some unknown factor. Miscommunication or no communication with Benatendi. Then another single that was hit to right field, and suddenly it's a 3-1 game. Kelly did get out of the inning without any more damage, but it was a weird way to lose a no-hitter, and honestly, Robert should have made the catch. If he does, a no-hitter's intact, going to the 7th inning, the Yankees are still held scoreless. Graveman took on Glaber Torres, John Carl Stan, and Anthony Rizzo in order, without Aaron Judge around. That's the best the Yankees can offer at the moment. So in the ninth inning, Pedro Grafal went to Liam Hendricks. In his first save opportunity against a team that has hit him well, it was a tough task for Hendricks. His first pitch was an inside fastball against Josh Donaldson, and the nemesis took it out to a deep left home run solo shot, cutting the lead to 3-2. So if Roberts did make that catch in the seventh inning, that's how the no-hitter would have been broken up was with Donaldson's home run against Liam Hendricks. Now, without a margin of error, Hendricks had to find a way to get three outs, which he did. Thanks to three grounders, all hit to Tim Anderson, who did an excellent job defending that inning. Hendricks picks up his first save since beating Cancer, and the White Sox won 3-2. to two. That's four straight wins for the White Sox, which is now the longest winning streak of 2023. They're rolling, baby. Last four games, the White Sox pitching staff has held the Tigers and Yankees offenses to just five runs. That will work. Offensively, Luis Robert went two for four. Andrew Benatendi went 0 for two, but he was hit by a pitch and walked. Yohan Mikado went one for four, but was gingerly walking back to the dugout in his last at-bat, something to monitor when the lineups come out on Wednesday. Gavin Sheets was one for three, and Romy Gonzalez was one for three. And of course, Semi Zavala, two for three with his big two home runs. The White Sox are now 27 at 35. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tonight, game two against the Yankees as Lance Lynn takes the mound. Again, the White Sox pitching staff has allowed just five runs in their last four games, but that streak seems to be at risk with Lynn pitching. It's a 6.55 ERA for Lynn in 2023. He's allowing two home runs per nine innings, which is a career high. His walk per nine innings is 3.48, which is the highest rate since 2018. The BABIP against Lynn is 335, which is the highest in the last five years. When Lynn is pitching out of the stretch, opposing teams are hitting 375 against Lance Lynn. By the way, Lynn has gotten 73 outs pitching in the stretch. He's allowed 39 hits and 12 walks, so that's 51 base runners. Not a good ratio, and 10 of those 39 hits have gone for home runs against Lynn. So it is imperative that Lynn spends as much time away from the stretch as possible because when there are no runners on, meaning that Lynn is pitching out of the windup, opposing hitters are just hitting 220 against Lance Lynn. The good news for Lynn, no Aaron Judge. Jack Curry of the Yes Network reported on Twitter that Judge is now heading to the injured list for his toe injury, which means the White Sox will not face him in this series. Suddenly, this Yankees lineup is not so scary. We'll see what the Yankees do on the pitching front with Cortez in the injured list too, First pitch is at 6.10 p.m. Central Time, and you can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on ESPN 1000 AM. Down on the farm, England at Georgia, the Charlotte Knights had a 4-1 lead but coughed it up late as the Atlanta Braves affiliate roared back to win 5-4. Victor Reyes had a triple at two RBIs. Oscar Colas went one for two with two walks. He's hitting 306 with an 827 OPS at AAA. Jesse Schultz went four and a third innings, allowed six hits, three earned runs, two walks, and he only struck out one. The Knights dropped to 28 and 30. Birmingham was down three to nothing in the third inning, but they came back to beat the Chattanooga Lookouts five to three. Elsander Womack went three for five with an RBI. Moises Castillo went two for four with three RBIs. Brian Ramos was 0 for four as he struggled at double A. He's hitting 227 with a 597 OPS. Matthew Thompson went four innings, allowed six hits, three runs. Two of them earned one walk at three strikeouts. The Winston-Salem Dash were up 4-1 to one heading into the bottom of the eighth inning, but Bowling Green scored four runs to steal a victory away. The Dash only had two RBIs out of their four runs, and nobody had a multi-hit game. On the pitching front, Connor McCullough went five innings, allowed four hits, one earned run, one walk, and two strikeouts. Jeremiah Burke went two innings, no runs allowed, just one hit, no walks, and struck out four out of the bullpen. Kannapolis walked off the Lynchburg Hillcats at extra innings, winning 4-3 in 10. Bryce Willits hit his seventh home run of the season, but it was Tim Elko coming up with the big hit for the Cannonballers. His first triple of the season in the 10th inning tied the game, and Elko would score off Jacob Burke's single for the winning run. The Cannonballers are 27-24. News around Major League Baseball. The Athletics' move to Las Vegas is on shakier ground than thought. Nevada Congress did not vote on a bill to provide public funding for a new stadium, and there's some doubt if they will host a special session on the matter. A lesson learned 
is to get your politicians lined up before announcing a public move, folks. On the injury front, bad news for the Texas Rangers, as Jacob DeGrom will miss the rest of the 2023 season, needing to have Tommy John surgery. This will be DeGrom's second Tommy John surgery, and the bounce back from a second surgery is always tougher on pitchers. Mike Clevenger is doing all right since his second surgery, and Nathan Eovaldi is the best case scenario, but the track record is not great. That's a lot of money tied up to DeGrom for Texas. Scores around Major League Baseball. Kevin Gaussman has been good for the Toronto Blue Jays in 2023. He held the Houston Astros to just one run and lowers his season ERA down to 2.63 as the Blue Jays win 5-1. The Blue Jays are now 34-28 in 2023. Break up the Oakland A's. They crushed the NL Central leading Pittsburgh Pirates 11-2. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that sentence. Uh, the A's are 13-50 in 2023. Old friend Dane Dunning is on a roll as he improves to 5-1 with a 2.52 ERA as the Texas Rangers beat the St. Louis Cardinals 6-4. The Cardinals have a worse record than the White Sox. They're at 25-37, which is just odd. The Rangers are now 20 games above 500. they They're 40-20. The Arizona Diamondbacks are 36-25 in 2023 as they smash the Washington Nationals 10-5. That's important as the Cincinnati Reds call up their uber prospect Ella De La Cruz as he went one for three with a double and two walks. But it was fellow rookie Matt McClain with the walk-off hit as the Cincinnati Reds scored three runs at the bottom of the ninth inning to beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 98. With the Dodgers' loss, the Diamondbacks are now in first place of the National League West. The Milwaukee Brewers walked off the Baltimore Orioles at extras, winning 4-3 to three in 10 innings. Scores around the American League Central. Philadelphia scored one run against Detroit. And it was in the first inning. And they only had three hits in the game. But they won one to nothing. The Tigers only had three hits. So that's three runs scored in the Tigers' last four games. Yikes. Boston and Cleveland were tied 2-2 two to two heading into the eighth inning. But both teams had late rallies. The Red Sox scored three runs at the top of the eighth. But the Guardians only scored two in the bottom. And that allowed the Red Sox to win 5-4. The Minnesota Twins are in Tampa Bay this week. And their game went as well as the White Sox did at St. Petersburg. As the Rays won 7-0. And the Miami Marlins beat the Kansas City Royals 6-1. Which means everyone lost in the American League Central last night. Except for the White Sox. Your updated AL Central standings. The Twins are still in first place. They're 31-30. But they've lost their last three games. Cleveland falls to 27-33. They're three and a half games back. Detroit is 26-33. They're four games back. They've lost their last five games. The Chicago White Sox, thanks to that four-game winning streak, are now 27-35. They're four and a half games back of the Minnesota Twins, just a half game back of Detroit for third place, and they are a game back of Cleveland for second place. Kansas City drops to 18-43. They're 13 games back. They have a winning percentage of 295, and they could think about the 2024 MLB draft. That will do it for this White Sox wake-up call. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Sox Machine. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify and Apple Music. We also upload podcast episodes into our YouTube channel, which please subscribe to at youtube.com slash Sox Machine. 
If you enjoy our work and want more, subscribe to our Patreon to receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the website and podcast, and when we have new Sox Machine swag, our Patreon supporters are the first ones to receive it. Monthly plans start at $2, or you can save with an annual subscription. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash Machine. White Sox Wake Up Call is a production of SoxMachine.com, your home for all of the Chicago White Sox baseball and part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening.